Good morning. Um, It's my View from the Rim podcast. It's 25th of March. Um, When I say morning, of course, as usual, I mean it's morning like uh, 12.38 a.m. as I'm looking at the clock. Um, I'm not sure why Um, I choose to do these things at this time because I'm really not a night person. I'm a morning person as in six or seven in the morning, but we do what we need to do, right? And so here we are. So welcome. I'm glad you're here. Um, There's a lot of things that are going on right now. There's a lot of things that are going on in my life um, besides my schooling, which is is relatively uh, unimportant compared to other things. Uh, wife had surgery and stepson had surgery and my mom had surgery and so went through a lot of uh, interesting times and challenges and dealing with those and of course we've got the uh, um, the panic that's going on right now the uh, the the coronavirus COVID-19 I guess is the words for it um, that is crippling the nation and, and uh, crippling economies all over the world. Uh, different countries are handling it differently, of course, but, but rather than uh, trying to isolate those that are most vulnerable and trying to minimize exposure uh, that way, they're just deciding to shut down anything except for the essential uh, workers. And so... Um, I'm not going to get into that on this one, uh, except for the stress that's causing um, people all over. And I've been feeling a lot of stress, you know, with the other things that have been going on, and this on top of it, and and uh, how we manage that. Um, here we are, just... Uh, um, really just, uh, um, what, 10 days away from the uh, General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, that was promised to be unforgettable and uh, modifications uh, to deal with the uh, coronavirus uh, are certainly going to make it. I mean, the, the baseline is at the very least memorable, right, without it having even started because... Uh, instead of a conference center full of people, um, it is now going to be one of the small um, rooms uh, in the conference center, one of the broadcast studios there, and the people that will be attending each session of conference will only be those people who will be speaking and the First Presidency of the Church, uh, um, and as well as those who will are assigned prayers. Um, the music um, is to be is recorded, and so it will just play instead of having the live choir uh, singing as part of conference. And so, like I said, at the at the very least, without having to do anything else, the conference is already going to be memorable. Um, like I said, there's a lot of stress because people don't know what's going to happen. You can see that in the fact that they're going out 
and they're buying staples. Uh, you go into stores and you see that there's nothing on the shelves. People are in kind of a panic mode right now. Um, the why the panic was induced is not important because production hasn't slowed down. Uh, shipping is still going on. What has happened is that people are afraid they can't get stuff, and so now they are hoarding everything that they can. And while, of course, it's a good idea to have a, a good supply on hand of most of your basic things, um, people are taking it a little bit too extreme because they think that there isn't going to be any uh, thing available tomorrow. Um, and this is stress that I want to talk about. And it's this term that is coming into fashion now. It's a term that everybody uses. And frankly, it's a term that I have a lot of problems with. And the term is social distancing. Now, of course, this is the term that's being used to define what we are supposed to do in our interactions with other people. Um, here's the problem that I have. I think that people are taking social distancing to the extreme and that they're not just doing what is really meant, which is physical distancing. Um, but that people literally are, are building up walls around themselves. You know, they, they, they're in a position of it's all, I have to look out for myself and that there's nobody that will look out for me. And of course, that also incites panic and that increases the stress when you feel that way. When they say things like you're a stay-at-home order, you know, what do you hear? Stay at home. Of course, what is in that stay-at-home order is that you can go out and walk. You can go to the park. They encourage you to not use the uh, playthings if you have children. But you can certainly go and walk in the park. You can go jogging. You can't, cannot go to the gym. You cannot go to the movies. You cannot go out to eat. But you can go to a restaurant and pick up food and bring it home. Or eat it in the car, whichever you prefer to do. So even though we've been told that we are in a stay-at-home or a lockdown, in reality, we are not locked down. Um, and while I may have disagreements with the uh, legal authority of the government to actually even do that, um, they are the law of the land, and we respect the law of the land. Um, because that's how it is. I, like I said, I do disagree with it, but it is the law. And I don't want to go to jail. But we're icing people out. We're isolating ourselves. We're, we're thinking that all we can rely on is ourselves. And that's that social distancing, that whole mindset, it's just wrong. Because in these times, we need to be reaching out to other people. And even though we can't uh, come in physical contact with them or we're not supposed to, We can reach out to people and find out if they have needs and try to meet those needs as best as we can under the circumstances that we are all in now. 
Um, we can do our best to do that. We can do it with our friends. We can do reach out to family members, family members that maybe we haven't talked to in a while. It's really important that we do that, that we make a contact with people who, who we've not been in contact with, which is why I don't like that term. We, we are already socially distant I mean, some of us, you know, I, I, I make jokes because, you know, I'm I'm much very introverted myself, and and to me, I can just sit in front of my computer and and I'm more than willing to communicate with people that way. In fact, even in public, I'm more than willing if somebody engages in conversation. Usually, they're sorry they do, um, because I'm more than willing to talk to people, but I very rarely initiate conversation with people because I don't want to bother them. You know, I have my own thoughts going through my head and, and, and while I am always willing, if somebody engages me, very rarely am I somebody that's going to go in, interrupt into, a, uh, or initiate a conversation. But you'll find, um, for people that know me that, uh, emails are very quickly responded to. Texts, uh, as soon as I see them, usually they're responded to. Phone calls um, uh, also are the same. Um, I like to communicate with people, but I also like to... Uh, communicating at a distance is, is, is in some ways, a preferred form. I'm terrified of the phone uh, as far as calling but if somebody calls me, I'll talk to them forever and a day. Sorry if if you're that person that calls me, but you've been warned now if you're listening. But we need to maintain whatever social contact we can, and we need to expand that social contact beyond the people that, that just the very, very close circle that we have now. We need to make sure that we are reaching out and that nobody is going through this alone. We need to be reaching out to people, to individuals, to families, to make sure that there's not a family that's suffering. Too many times I've seen where people have, you know, we make fun of this whole thing with the toilet paper that's going on. But, you know, if you, weren't somebody, if you were somebody that, for whatever reason, didn't have a supply of toilet paper, think about what a challenge you're going through right now. And if you're somebody that has extra toilet paper, you would be an angel to share that with somebody who is always too late to the store, who can't get in there to the mob before the toilet paper is all gone every day. Think of what an angel that would be to them. Maybe you don't even know them that well. But it's really time that we need to make sure that we stretch out of our comfort zones. And I'm talking to myself more than I'm talking to anybody else. We need to pray. 
I'm a big believer in prayer. I don't think I pray enough. I do always have a prayer in my heart. Usually it's in the form of a song. I won't lie. Um, but but I always have a prayer in my heart. But, but um, times like these require a good kneel down. Um, face to face, if you will. With our Heavenly Father. That he will guide us to know how we can help others. To know how we can help our family, right? To start with. And once we expand beyond the family, to know who we need to reach out to. We don't need social distance. We need physical distance. That helps to stop the spread of the disease. Social distance just causes increased stress. I wish that people would stop using that term. I wish the president would stop using that term. I wish that everybody, it's ingrained now, so I guess we're stuck with it, right? Um, it's like when people use the term Mormon. Um, it's a whole sea change to change that. In fact, many people in the church, I mean, it was for, for a century, it was the Mormon Tabernacle Choir of Century and, and Change. It was the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Now it's the, the Tabernacle, uh, the Tabernacle Choir on Temple Square. Why? Because the name of the church is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We can't social distance. It's critical to our survival as individuals that we reach out to people socially, even if we can't physically. That we drop a line to somebody that we haven't written for a while. Whether it's an email or an actual letter, email is far more sanitary, by the way, uh, hygiene goes. Um, but it's not as personal. We need to plead with the Lord to help us and to help this world to overcome this. You know, the Lord doesn't take away our trials. The Lord doesn't even promise that we can overcome those trials. Because sometimes we have to be beaten by them. But by being beaten by them, we become stronger. And we learn and we grow. Where this current thing goes, I don't know. But what I do know is that God loves all of us. When it comes to God's love, there's no red states or blue states or purple states. There's no um, conservative or liberal or socialist or communist or fascist or, or anarchist. Um, there's no illegal immigrant or citizens. All are children of God. And at the end of the day, we need to recognize such.
this uh, pandemic affects everyone. And it's time we recognize that. And it's time that we reach out and that we help those whom we can. Should we put ourselves at risk? Um, I would say to use your judgment and to take precautions. Because you never know how. I mean, a cough can float in the air. You know, there are things, so many things that we're not completely sure of, and there's so many promises. Um, it would be so easy for me to drift somewhere else, but I'm not going to, because what I'm talking about right now is this is an opportunity in times of trouble for us to see the blessings of heaven. Because they truly are there. It's hard to see them. If you have faith, even if you just want to believe, perhaps perhaps you're not there yet. Perhaps you're not you're not sure. Maybe you don't maybe you just think, well, maybe there's a God. And then of course the next question is, if there's a God, why would why would all this happening? Well, I can tell you that. Um, because God is omnipotent. But things happen for a reason. And our time on earth is but a probation period for what is to come. And so while we may suffer in the flesh, what happens next, this time on earth will seem like but an instant, and not even that, for eternity. It's just like when you're preparing for something, an exam or... Or, or or something like that. You have to go through, you know, you have to cram, you have to study, and you have to deprive yourself because you're, you have to put everything in front of you. You know, um, you have to try to work as hard as you can to get ready for that. And it's not easy, and it's painful sometimes. And maybe you make a lot of mistakes when you're working on that, but you keep working and working and working. And, and as you go along, yeah, you do make mistakes, but you keep working and trying and trying because, because the goal isn't, I mean, we want to have joy in this life, but we have to know where to find that joy. And we can find that joy even in times of sorrow if we have faith. But you have to want to believe. Faith isn't a gift that's just given automatically. First, you have to want to believe. And once you want to believe, you will be guided towards belief. And once you believe, you can begin to have faith. And that faith will grow. There are so many things that I could talk about, but right now 
It's just a message of we go back to the basics. Take a look at your lives and the stressors that are involved right now because there's a lot of them. But examine what you can you can deal with and what you can't. If you seek to help others, you will find peace, even in such times of trouble. I promise you that. I have not a single doubt in my mind. I know God lives. I am so happy for that knowledge. I'm so happy for the knowledge that he sent his son to live and die for us. That we can live again. Without that, we would all be lost. But we are not. Because he lives today. And because he lives, we can live. No matter the virus, no matter any of our frailties of mortality, we will live again. Not in these frail mortal bodies, but in bodies that are eternal. Resurrected to the glory that we are suited for and deserve. It's my view from the room. It's now one in the morning. Have a good night and a good day. Happy Easter, uh, Easter season. Stay safe. Obey the law, even if it's wrong. And remember, this is my view from the rim. Good night.